chapter twelve of andreas vesalius the reformer of anatomy by james morris ball this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twelfth contemporary anatomists shortly after the publication of the fabrica great activity was manifested in anatomic research and numerous opponents and critics of vesalius appeared in the arena of science the criticism of such men as jacobus silvius and john dryander while it was of a violent type was of much less importance than was that of eustachius columbus and fallopius vesalius was not without his partisans of whom ingracias and cananus are worthy of mention bartolomeus eustachius eustachius was born at san severino a small city near salernum about the year fifteen twenty he studied anatomy in rome and made remarkable progress in this science in the year fifteen sixty two as he informs us in his opusculi anatomica he was professor of medicine in the collegio della sapienza at rome like many other men of genius eustachius died in poverty in august fifteen seventy four having been called by the illness of cardinal rovere to fossambrome eustachius died upon the journey to eustachius posterity is indebted for a series of splendid copperplate engravings which were designed to illustrate the anatomy of the human body these plates the handiwork of eustachius and the first anatomical illustrations wrought in copper were completed in fifteen fifty two only nine years after the first impression of the book of vesalius unfortunately for himself and worse for medical science eustachius was unable to publish them if this magnificent atlas of anatomy could have been published when completed the anatomical discoveries of the eighteenth century would have come two hundred years earlier unfortunately the entire text of the work is lost for one hundred and thirty-eight years the eustachian plates remained either in the family of pinus an intimate friend of the anatomist or were buried in the papal library at rome when discovered they were presented by pope clement the eleventh to his physician lancisi who published them with notes of his own at rome in seventeen fourteen in seventeen forty they were issued under the direction of cajetan patrioli four years later the edition by albinus appeared which was republished in seventeen sixty one the anatomical writings of eustachius were published during his lifetime in fifteen sixty four it is upon his tabulae anatomicae that the fame of this wonderful man is founded if this work had been published in fifteen fifty two eustachius would have divided with vesalius the honour of founding human anatomy the victim of circumstances his name has been overshadowed by that of vesalius to whom in some respects he was superior deprived during life of his merited honours eustachius has been awarded a goodly share of posthumous fame eustachius was the first anatomist to describe with any degree of accuracy the tube which bears his name we may truly say he discovered it since alcman dissected only the lower animals and was not an accurate observer as his view that goats breathe through the ears amply testifies eustachius discovered the tensor tympani and stapidius muscles the modiolus and membranous cochlea and the stapes 
the honor of the discovery of the stapes is claimed for no less than five renowned anatomists namely fallopius ingracius columbus colladus and eustachius it is unnecessary to discuss this disputed claim to priority the truth seems to be that the stapes was discovered by both ingracius and eustachius each independently of the other in fifteen forty six ingracius publicly demonstrated the little bone of the ear in his lectures at naples fallopius after learning from an eyewitness that ingracius had actually discovered and named the ossicle relinquished his claim to the discovery columbus and colladus filed their information at too late a date eustachius as previously stated finished his anatomical plates in fifteen fifty two his seventh plate shows among other subjects the auditory ossicles malleus incus and stapes and tensor tympani muscle these objects are delineated as taken from a human subject and also from a dog eustachius discovered the origin of the optic nerves and the sixth cerebral nerves he gives excellent pictures of the corpora olivaria and corpora pyramidalia of the stylohyoid muscle of the deep muscles of the neck and throat of the suprarenal capsules and of the thoracic duct he also describes the ciliary muscle eustachius was the first anatomist who accurately studied the teeth and the phenomena of the first and second dentition in his researches he employed magnifying glasses maceration excitation and various methods of injection realdus columbus the first anatomical treatise containing an account of the lesser or pulmonary circulation was the monumental work de re anatomica libra fifteen written by realdus columbus and sumptuously published at venice in the year fifteen fifty nine this however was not the first printed account of the lesser circulation six years prior to the publication of the book of columbus the unfortunate servetus in a theological treatise described correctly the course of the blood in its transit through the lungs tried for heresy servetus was burned together with all obtainable copies of his book although it had been printed the work was suppressed hence it follows that columbus was the first to publish the great discovery of the life of this anatomist we know but little born at cremona a small milanese village the year of his birth is unknown he died in fifteen fifty nine while his book was being printed a few copies were finished before his demise since a copy belonging to the late dr george jackson fisher of sing sing new york contains the author's own dedication to pope paul the fourth while in other exemplars the dedication has been written by the two sons of columbus and is addressed to pio four pont max this prelate on the death of paul the fourth on august eighteenth fifteen fifty nine became the head of the church some writers have held that the discovery of the lesser circulation was not made by columbus independently of servetus but that a copy of the book of servetus had drifted into italy and had been read by columbus there is no direct evidence to support this view when vesalius was called to madrid as physician to charles v columbus in fifteen forty four succeeded him in the university of padua 
two years later he filled the anatomical chair at pisa and in fifteen forty six pope paul the fourth called him to rome here he spent the later years of his life engaged in teaching anatomy and in writing his book for forty years columbus pursued his anatomical studies and in that period he dissected an unusually large number of bodies fourteen subjects passed under his scalpel in a single year columbus frequently made experiments upon living animals he was the first to use dogs for such purposes preferring them to swine book fourteen of the work of columbus is upon the subject of vivisection de viva seccione in this he tells us how to employ living dogs in demonstrating the movements of the heart and brain the action of the lungs etc columbus was the first anatomist who demonstrated experimentally that the blood passes from the lungs into the pulmonary veins when the heart dilates says columbus it draws natural blood from the vena cava into the right ventricle and prepared blood from the pulmonary vein into the left the valves being so disposed that they collapse and permit its ingress but when the heart contracts they become tense and close the apertures so that nothing can return by the way it came the valves of the aorta and pulmonary artery opening on the contrary at the same moment give passage to the spiritous blood for distribution to the body at large and to the natural blood for transference to the lungs like servetus columbus held to the idea of spiritus harvey was the first physiologist who recognized the circulation as purely a movement of blood all before him assumed the existence of a mixture of air and blood columbus pupil and prosector of vesalius like his great master denied the existence of foramina in the cardiac septum gabriel fallopius gabriel fallopius fifteen twenty three to fifteen sixty two of modena was a noted italian anatomist in his twenty-fifth year he was made professor of anatomy at pisa although the span of his life was short he will be remembered always as the discoverer of the tubes which bear his name according to fisher fallopius described the ear more minutely than had ever before been done he discovered the little canal along which the facial nerve passes after leaving the auditory it is still called the aqueductus fallopii he demonstrated the fact of the communication of the mastoid cells with the cavity of the tympanum and also described the fenestra rotunda and ovalis in the treatment of diseases of the ear he used an oral speculum and employed sulphuric acid for the removal of polypi from the metus in some of his supposed discoveries he had long been anticipated for example the tubes which bear his name were known and accurately described by hierophilus over three hundred years before the christian era and also by rufus of ephesus of whom galen speaks as the best anatomist of the second century rufus refers to two varicose and tortuous vessels passing from the testes as the ovaries were called to the cavity of the uterus fallopius however gave a full account of their course position size and structure he cut into them and found them hollow gave them the name of tubae seminalis and posterity attached his name to them 
and in time came to a better comprehension of their true function this is not the only instance in the history of anatomical discovery where the name of a person not its discoverer has been given to an organ allusion has been made to fallopius as a botanist a genius of plants fallopia has been named in honour of him fallopius was appointed professor of anatomy at pisa in the year fifteen forty eight and later at the instance of the grand duke of tuscany cosimo i he received a professorship at padua as successor to vesalius besides the chair of anatomy and surgery and of botany he also held the office of superintendent of the new botanic garden in that city fallopius remained in padua to the day of his death which occurred in fifteen sixty two he was very properly succeeded by his favourite pupil fabricius ab aquapendente who had been for some time previously his anatomical demonstrator his collected works as published in venice 1606 embrace twenty-four treatises distributed in three folio volumes only one of his works was published during his lifetime namely his observaciones anatomicae venice fifteen sixty one which is considered one of his most valuable books containing as it does most of his discoveries and his animadversions on the work of other anatomists this was written as a supplement to the anatomy of vesalius for it follows the same order passes upon the same subjects corrects the inaccuracies of the vesalian treatise and supplies what is wanting throughout the work fallopius treats vesalius with great respect and never mentions him without an honourable title vesalius wrote an answer to this work entitled observationium fallopii examen in which he acknowledges the courtesy of fallopius but as argument progresses appears to be out of temper after the death of fallopius it was thought that no successor except vesalius could be found competent to fill his place accordingly vesalius was chosen the news of his appointment reached him while he was returning from a pilgrimage to jerusalem unfortunately he was shipwrecked and perished otherwise history would have afforded an example of the master filling the chair of the pupil john philip ingracius ingracius who lived between the years fifteen ten to fifteen eighty was a graduate of the celebrated paduan school he described minutely the anatomy of the ear including the tympanum fenestra rotunda and ovalis the cochlea the semicircular canals and the tensor tympani muscle his admiring pupils caused his portrait to be painted and placed in the neapolitan school with this inscription to philip ingracius of sicily who by his lectures restored the science of true medicine and anatomy in naples his pupils have suspended this portrait as a mark of grateful remembrance ingracias was a voluminous writer his chief work being a treatise on osteology which was published twenty-three years after his death when the plague depopulated palermo in fifteen seventy five his devotion was such as to earn for him the title of the sicilian hippocrates few men have been more earnest workers in medical science if his fame as an anatomist has not equalled that of others the cause is to be sought in the multiplicity of competitors not in lack of zeal and ability End of chapter twelve